Hey, this is Kai Logue, and you're listening to the Real Estate Wholesaling Syndicate. I designed this podcast to get you real, actionable information that you can apply directly into your wholesaling business. There's no fluff, no bullshit, just real advice and real strategies from the best investors and wholesalers in the game. Uh, so today, I'm super excited to be joined by my, my good friend, Caleb Allen. Um, Caleb's an investor and wholesaler. Um, Caleb, thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. So yeah, so for people uh, who don't know you, do you, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Caleb Allen. I live up here in the Pacific Northwest, Olympia, Washington, to be exact. However, I I grew up in uh, half, half the time in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and the other half in San Diego, where my dad's at. So I got uh, involved in real estate probably back when I was 23. I'm 42 now. So it was a while back. And my introduction to the business was in the mortgage world. So I spent several years as a producing branch manager and a producer on the mortgage side. And then about, well, then I had a a break in between, but about eight years ago, I got into the appraisal side of the game. Um, and I work for national AMC. We do thousands of, of appraisals every month for numerous banks and credit unions and retail mortgage companies. And a few years ago, um, I had invested in real estate before. And in fact, I did actually did a, a few wholesale deals back in the day, but um, I started going down the path of wanting to, to buy and hold some real estate and it just kind of evolved. Uh, next thing I knew I was flipping a property and then I started uh, looking into wholesaling some deals. And that's when me and you started talking and Apex connected us and yeah, it's been a cool ride ever since. That's awesome, man. And then I know um, you've kind of gone you know, all in and I still have your W-2 and you manage both things um, and then you're still doing wholesaling. I know you've had a lot of success um, fairly early. I mean, it usually takes uh, people a while. Um, you kind of want to walk us through, you know, um, you know what, what your journey's been like since you kind of started and got back into wholesaling. Yeah, for sure. So I'm an SVP for uh, for this uh, appraisal management company called TriServe out of uh, Roswell, Georgia. And it it gives me this unique opportunity to kind of have a bird's eye view of what's going on in every market. Right. Um, and so, yeah, one of the big things that, you know, that I was looking at is where could I buy a property and hit the 1% rule. Right. And so I set my size on a few markets and, and one of the main markets was Savannah, Georgia. Um, and so there's a couple of things that kind of like played into why I chose Savannah, not just the 1% rule, but also, the ability to have a good exit strategy. And that was being able to buy a property, rehab it. And then, you know, based on the after repaired value, I knew that the loan guidelines um, were limited for how much you could essentially uh, finance the property for and cash out. And so that guideline was capped at like 75%. So not to get too into the weeds, but basically I was buying property that can buy, rehab, refinance at a 75% loan to value or 75% of the after repaired value. And it would also rent for the 1%, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of, um, it kind of, you know, was a conservative way, I guess, approach to, to buying real estate and bought one property, uh, bought another, um, and started coming across deals where I was like, man, I can't close on these. I don't have the money, right? You only have so many resources and, um, so much ability to buy. So that's when I started looking down at wholesaling. Um, we were connected and you were, you know, the, the wholesale syndicate, you know, you provide so much value and, uh, so many resources for us just to get started. So 
purchase and sales agreement, assignment contracts, things like that. And uh, that was a, a, a you know, a, a definitely a, a key, like, you know, milestone was connecting with you in my journey because then I, as I came across deals, I was able to put them out there, um, on assignment and, um, you know, the, the first deal I did, I think I, I we assigned it for 30, 30,000. Um, the second deal we assigned for 10 and then this last deal we assigned for 50. Um, so, you know, in a, in a span of, you know, three months working with the wholesale syndicate, three or four months, I was able to pull in, you know, $90,000 in assignment fees. So that, that was huge, you know, and, and, and all that, you know, contributed right back into, you know, me acquiring properties. So mm-hmm. in the last year we have, um, we've acquired, uh, six single family residences and two fourplexes. So we've been able to, you know, however many doors that is, we've been able to, to, you know, a couple of those were flipping, a couple of those were holding on to, but yeah, it's been a cool ride. That's badass, man. I know it's uh, a lot of people struggle in the beginning and I feel like, yeah, like 90 K and you know, 90 days or 120 days is, is pretty yeah. fucking badass, man. So congrats. You. Thanks man. Yeah. 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 Definitely. definitely. Love having you in the mastermind. Yeah, people don't know uh, what the syndicate is. It's a private wholesaling mastermind. Um, you know, once you're a good group of guys, and you know, um, we all we all meet up and mastermind and kind of help brainstorm and you know, really just whatever someone has a problem with, we try to help solve. And and um, yeah, yeah, it's so much easier to you know work you know, with people than trying to do it on your own. Having the right people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, every week, just you know the the ability to get on a call and ask questions and, and run scenarios by Kai and the other guys in the group is huge. So, uh, it, it gives you different perspective and, and there's, there's like they say, there's no one way to skin a cat. And in this, and, and in real estate, there's so many different strategies to approach any type of deal. Um, you know, recently we've been talking about novations and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what I don't know about, about novations, but the, the more we, we dig into it, the more I see that there's opportunities that when people, you know, just aren't wanting to accept a cash offer, that's, you know, call it 65, 70 cents on the dollar, you know, approaching them with a novation is, is ideal in a lot of situations. And, and usually it's, it's even better than, in, you know, than them get listing it on MLS. A lot of times, if you work out the numbers, they could potentially walk away with more money, you know, right. Yeah, or at least you had a quicker sale. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm waiting for a realtor to, to start on the MLS. Well, I was thinking the inspection reports, right? Like when people buy a house and they do the inspection report, they just nitpick. You got to fix this. You got to fix this. You got to do this. So when you factor all the all the fixes into the closing costs and the the, the commissions you pay a, a buyer and seller's agent, I think the novation is is awesome. So yeah, yeah, that's no, definitely a great great strategy. Doesn't hurt having uh, more tools in the toolbox, and you know, if yeah. cash offer doesn't work. So, absolutely. So awesome. So yeah. So run us through uh, the big deal then. Um, so we did 50k on the last one. Um, do you want to walk us through the process? How you found that deal and how? It absolutely. Out? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got to give credit to my my 20 year old son too, Cannon. Um, so he's he's been involved in this process and working with you throughout the summer while he was on summer break from Arizona State. So, yeah, we would pull pull lists. Um, the lists that we would pull were often code violation lists that we'd get from the city. Um, that was something that you showed us and we would skip trace the list and then we would, you know, essentially 
send out a text message asking the uh, potential sellers if they were interested in an offer on their home. Uh, this particular uh, gentleman that we had gotten a hold of said that he wasn't he wasn't interested in selling his house. However, um, you know, in the training uh, in the wholesale syndicate, you know, we're taught to then ask like, well, hey, do you have any other properties that you would consider selling? And he said yes. And so, Cannon actually got on the phone with them and spoke with the gentleman about his primary residence because we had called him on one of his investments investment properties, his primary residence. And it was a quite a, a large home, 6,000, almost 6,000 square feet on 77 acres. As soon as Cannon said that, I said, Hey, this isn't really in our wheelhouse. Like that's, you know, I don't know as far as doing a dispo on that, that, that seemed like a complicated uh, process, but Cannon didn't let it go. Uh, fortunately for us, my stepdad is a developer and he had brought the, uh, deal to him just to kind of talk. And they, they came to discover that the 77 acres at one point was a, an approved development. Um, and so <clears throat> Cannon came to me and said, Hey, this is an approved development or was, I don't know what it would take to, to get it reapproved, but we should think about selling, you know, whole, you know, wholesaling the house and then selling the, the development to a builder or developer. And so, um, we, started down the road of reaching out to developers in the area to try to figure out, you know, if they would be interested in the, uh, property. And then we also started, you know, calling the, the county departments to make sure that, Hey, this project was in fact, uh, doable, right. That this development could still be uh, a viable, um, option for a builder to come in and, and develop the, the, the lots that were actually split up, um, and so, yeah, so we started going down. We found a developer that was interested. Uh, the caveat was he wanted us to uh, do the uh, some of the soil studies and the wetland delineation studies, which cost money. And so we had to kind of get a, you know, a, a reading of where he was at in terms of, of buying the deal. And so we had, you know, numerous conversations and, and um, ended up writing up a contract that, would assign him only half of the project and then assign him the other half of the project, which actually was the side of the project that really needed the soil samples and the, or the soil studies and stuff. And so through the process, we ended up closing on one half of the, um, of the project and, and the assignment was 50,000. And then the other half, because of the complications and not knowing if the bots were going to be buildable, I literally just, um, assigned it for uh, a non, a non-refundable fee of $5,000 just so essentially once in that side, still uh, in the in pending, right. It's still, I'm um, going to hopefully close in, in, in the next 30 days. But, um, that being said, you know, the project as a whole will bring in $55,000 of an assignment fee and the developer just took over the whole project. We definitely did a lot of legwork and it wasn't easy, but, um, that's kind of how it went down. That's awesome, man. I'm sure it was still worth it in the end. I mean, definitely it was, yeah. Big payday. And, uh, yeah, I think I love how, you know, in the beginning, you guys are, you know, worried, like, I was on your wheelhouse and, you know, it's a huge, you know, like unknown. Uh, yeah. Like, I'd say everything's figureoutable. And, yeah, yeah. it's got it done and hammered out, figured it out. Well, you know, so my stepdad being a developer, like prior to that, he, he didn't, uh, a flipper, right? He didn't, he flipped properties. And one of the things that I've found in this business is that if you can find a house, with an extra lot 
or a, or a house on property that you're able to essentially develop, right? Um, that, that, that brings huge value to the table. So I would say like anytime you have the opportunity to find a property that has a lot, an extra lot to it, or is on some acreage that can be split, do your due diligence. You know, it might be worth offering more on that house to be able to get it and split it. Right. And, and the right investor, the right buyer will see the value in that. So don't write it off as like, oh, you know, this person just won't, you know, won't offer, you know, won't accept an offer that, you know, makes sense when it comes to the, the, the property itself. But if you look at the, 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 everything as a whole and, and how you can kind of, like I said, split it up or whatever, there's a, there's a lot of ways to make money in that regard. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I thought you still thought creative, and I was kind of hairy at certain points. We were talking that you know, you're worried about you maybe wouldn't go through, and I feel like there's just so many unknowns. You're going through the deal, you know, just like a roller coaster. But it's always great when it works out in the end. Yep, absolutely. Awesome, man. So, what else? Um, you know, have you learned, or what have you like since you first started? You know, is there anything you you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? You know, I think that you know. Um, you need to have a plan and you need to stick to the plan. You need to work that plan every day. And, uh, it's really easy to get distracted when it comes to real estate. Um, cause there are a lot of ways to do this. I know there are a lot of ways to make money and there's, you know, there's land deals, there's commercial, there's multifamily, there's single family. I think that, you know, you, you, you kind of get clear on your goals and then you, then you stick to that for at least a few months, right? You just, you just work that plan every day. You know, your numbers, you know, uh, you work on your scripts. That's been huge. You know, we've talked about that. The way, the way you, um, the way you deliver the, the offer to the, to the seller matters. Right. Um, and, and you can say one wrong, wrong word and the deal's dead. So I think that, you know, it's been a learning process, understanding what are the right words to use. Um, and then not to let myself get distracted with the next shiny object or the next opportunity to make money, right. Uh, in real estate this way or that way, but just sticking to a plan of pulling the lists, making the call, sticking to the script and, you know, doing that day in and day out. So consistency. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that, and you guys, you know, take massive action. Um, and I think that's really why you've had so much uh, success early on. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with that. You know, the shiny object syndrome and you know, yeah, just one guy I talked to you and you know, try to help him out and literally just puts me up and, you know, this week it's something new and then he wants to do land flipping or he wants to do subject two and he still hasn't even done a deal yet. And he just wants to, you know, keep jumping yeah. around and somebody else told him to do that. We saw a YouTube video that said, do that. And then you know, just all the momentum he would have had if he just kept being consistent in the one thing, he just, it's gone. And yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, man, like, like that was with the land deal, you know, that's why I almost passed on it. Cause I'm like, I've learned, you know, in this business, like, Hey, you know, you, you, you get real clear on your, your, you know, what you want to accomplish. You put a plan together and then you work it every day. And, um, yeah, so definitely. hundred percent. So what are you, um, so what were you guys doing? Like, as far as text, like numbers, you guys know, like how many, like texts you were sending or like how many like contacts you were pulling um yeah you guys track any of those numbers uh yeah we've tracked some of them um we, we should do a better job at doing it but I, what i will say is that you know we were initially pulling huge lists right mm -hmm. and then we learned to get more specific in uh the data that we were pulling and then as the 
text message rules kind of changed and, and, and talking with you and getting feedback from other wholesalers, we started realizing that, you know, sending it in small chunks at a time, right. And through, uh, the REI bot, the, the platform that, that you developed, um, which is a super, uh, great resource and, and platform to use when it comes to text messaging, you know, we, we realized that if we send it out, you know, it in 50, 50 contacts at a time, right. That, um, we had a, a better response rate. And I think that we had a better, it, it was delivered, mm-hmm. right. And it, you know, wouldn't get blocked or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, um, but I would say that, you know, gosh, I don't know how many we were going through every week, but I had Canon uploading like a, a thousand contacts a week. And then he would slowly work his way through those contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 50 to a hundred at a time, basically. That's awesome. And then one, well, one thing I want to talk to you about too, um, or if you don't mind sharing is like, um, how's it working with your sign? Oh, yeah, I know, I know I met your son a couple of times, um, virtually at least. I know he's a real go-getter. Um, yeah. what, what, what's that dynamic like? Seems you guys work well together. Um, how do you, how do you manage that? Yeah, well, I'm fortunate, you know, my, my son, he's the oldest and he is uh, very practical and he's very well articulated. Um, he handles himself well in stressful situations and he's not afraid of conflict. Um, and so I think that is kind of a good recipe for someone to be able to be super good in sales. Um, I think that, you know, uh, because he's, you know, such a good kid. I don't know. He's always been been one to listen to dad, (laughs) Mm -hmm. all the other kids. I'm not so fortunate, you know, (laughs) but it's been good. The dynamic's been good. You know, he, he sees the opportunity to make a lot of money at a young age and to, and he's always been one to really like, he kind of get that ahead of himself and plans. Right. So when he wanted to go to college, he started looking into how am I going to, how am I going to get through college, you know, and, and afford it. So this is a kid that did the running start program and had his two year degree done when he graduated from high school. And then when he was looking at how he was going to afford college, he came to me one day, he goes, dad, I have it. And I go, okay, well, you know, what are you going to do? He goes, I joined the army reserve. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, you know? And so that's, and so, um, him coming to me with this, he, he had a plan, right. And he wanted to, to get out in front and, and, and work the plan and make some money. So he wasn't stressed out when he went back to school and he was willing to listen to me and it was great, man. We, we have a great dynamic every once in a while. I think I get a little frustrated because I'm super persistent. Like when I say work a plan every day, like I get up and I make those calls and I do the follow-up. And I don't, I, I don't know. You can't really teach that. I think that's something that's instilled in you as a salesperson, you know, the drive to just get up and just make those calls, you know? Um, and so he does it, but I don't think he wakes up thinking about it every day, which he's 20, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's been great working with him. Well, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. It seems like, uh, guys, that's real cool. So do you think, um, so is that easy? Has he always been that way? Just like, you know, motivated and like, yeah, for the most part, he's always been a kid that really, you know, thinks a few steps ahead, right? Like if, if I want this, how am I going to get there? And so, um, you know, a lot of kids just, just kind of do things in the moment, which I totally understand. And sometimes that's not a bad thing. I mean, a lot of times I've been told like, Hey, just focus on the now, but Cannon is definitely a goal setter. He's definitely always thinking ahead and, and what he wants to accomplish and, and how you, and not just what he wants to accomplish, but how am I going to get there? How am I going to accomplish that goal? So he, yeah, he's, he's always been like that. It's awesome, man. Yeah. 
So any other things that like mistakes you've made since you started or any other things that like, you know, you think um, it'll be helpful for new people just get started? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is to get plugged into a group like the wholesale syndicate, hands down the, the best thing you can do. Uh, don't go at it alone. Don't, don't go through the school of YouTube thinking all the videos are going to help you, you know, figure this out. There is a lot of bad information out there. Find someone that's doing it and having success with it and, and plug into what they're plugged into and don't get distracted by all the next, the new shiny things like commit to it, you know, get, get involved and commit to it, go to the events, invest the money to, you know, fly to where in my case, Texas to meet up with Kai and the group and, and, and really, you know, be a sponge and, and willing to, to swallow your pride at some, at, at some points and, and, and just put in the work and do what, you know, the guy would do what, you know, your mentors are telling you to do. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. And, uh, yeah. yeah so la last thing I kind of want to touch on, um, if anyone else has any questions, make sure to drop them and we'll get them answered for you uh, when we go over the Q and a portion. Uh, but so you, know, you did 90 K 90 days and still working at W2. Um, how do you manage that? Cause I feel like that's everyone's goal. A lot of people are you know, in the W2 and they either want to keep it, uh, cause you know, it's great pay and they're doing well there, but they you know, want yeah. something on the side or they want to make the transition. Um, how, how do you manage both and you know, how do you, you know, kind of make sure yeah. you're dropping the ball on one side or the other? Yeah. Well, having cannons, it was a huge thing. So I would say if you could, if you could get someone to, to help with those calls and those texts, uh, whether that's a VA, a virtual assistant or someone else, you know, that was, that was super, um, helpful for me to be able to focus on the day job and do that. But, um, you know, time blocking is what I do. Uh, I, 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 I'm fortunate enough to where I know that, you know, Savannah is three hours ahead of me. I, I live in Washington. Um, and so, um, Savannah being three hours ahead of me, I can kind of game plan when to, uh, make the calls. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll, I'll time block that. So usually I'll do that right after lunch. I'll block out an hour and I'll, I'll make the calls and do what I need to do. And then, um, if I need to do more calls, you know, I, I time block that out. So I would say that time blocking is probably your, your best way of, of, of being able to juggle the two things. And I'm fortunate enough to have a sales job. So sales never quits. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't do a job and then leave and able to leave, you know, leave it back at the office or back at wherever, you know, sales is a, is an ever evolving thing that's always, always working. So hundred percent. So when you say I'm um, time blocking, are you like putting that in your calendar? Are you doing it? Yeah, good? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, everything goes in my calendar. In fact, um, I'm in an accountability group and part of that accountability as a group is we map out our week. So every Sunday we literally map out our entire week. You know, when are we going to the gym? What's the workout look like? When are we, you know, uh, spending time with the family when's date night with the wife right i have kids that are in sports i i i make sure that i have on my calendar like when my son's football game is and when my daughter's volleyball games are right done um and then i map out work right and what does work look like and and when am i making the calls for um my resale or my real estate business and then when am i you know focusing in on my day job with triserve you know triserve obviously gets priority at the moment, it, you know, it's essentially what I've been doing for a long time is we paid the bills for many years, but, um, you know, my real estate side business, man, I, I'm seeing a lot of success quick and I, I, I definitely see light at the end of the tunnel. 
um, where I could maybe do it full time at some, some point in my life. But yeah, that, that Sunday, you know, stepping back and really planning out the week, you know, and time blocking things on my calendar has been huge. That's awesome. So how are you going like, like when you do the whole week uh, plan, like are you getting like real granular with it? Is it like hour by hour or how, how do you, how does that look? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you know, you're, it's, I'm not getting real granular. Like some of those guys that are like literally right. time block everything, like in mm-hmm. terms of like even their downtime. No, I'm, I'm time blocking the important things, right? right? What's the priority? If my son has a game, boom, that goes on. My daughter has a game, boom, that goes on. I need an hour to dedicate to my real estate business. Boom, that goes on. If I have an appointment that's set with, you know, one of my clients through TriServe, that goes on. I have a sales call, right? Everything that's a, that's a, a set meeting, right? That I really, I need to be in attendance. I need to be focused. Um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, time blocking, you know, my, you know, you know, morning routine, so to speak, or, Mm -hmm. you know, just downtime, right? Like, you know, if I'm, you know, I'll have have hours where I don't have any schedule calls and I might get on LinkedIn and do a post or, you know, uh, like and comment on, you know, people's stuff that are involved in my industry, try to drum up business that way. Maybe I'll send out some texts to, you know, um, accounts and, and relationships that I have in this business, but, um, I don't time block that stuff. Nice. I like that. I do the important ones. So yeah, anything that's, anything that's a priority and important, like you have to be there, right? Like you've set an appointment, you have to be there. And with the calling, I just set it as an appointment, right? Like I have to like, I have to be there. I have to do it So Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the best way to do it. You just don't, it's like, you know, call reluctance is a big thing. You know, we talk about that, you know, if you're not making the calls, because it's, I think it's a habit, you know, if you're doing it day after day, it's like definitely gets easier than if you don't do it for a while, or if it's your first time making calls, like yeah. it sucks. It's really hard to do. Um, yeah, that's true. Very true. You, you just build it up in your head. And, uh, but I think when you have it on there, it's appointment, you're like, Hey, you know, I'm not supposed to do anything else. I'm just doing this one thing. It's just so much easier to get hyper-focused and to get so much yeah. more done. Yeah. And going back to that, I mean, just kind of a side note is the, the scripts, right? The scripts that if you get, you know, if you keep to the same script and you find out what works, that helps a lot, right? Just every day, like working that, that same script. I think that you really, um, disarm, disarm people, so to speak, um, with some of the ways you can, can say and, and word things. Right. And we've talked about that. And I think that you, you've brought a lot of value to my business and, and following some of those scripts and, and using words correctly. So do, you know, doing that every day does, you know, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I would say, like, you know, you need a script. A lot of people are like, oh, you don't need a script and just going to, you know, freestyle it. Um, yeah. one of the biggest things for me is that I, like, I know my script verbatim. Yeah. I made it, but, um, I still have it in front of me all the time because I like to, you know, one, if we get off track, I can go back real quick to where we're at in the conversation. And two, I can focus on like how I'm going to say, um, yeah. what I'm going to say instead of, you know, what I'm going to say. And I just focus on the tonality. Yeah. 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 I have my script just right up here. It's like in my thing so I can pull it out and, mm. you know. Yeah, no, it's definitely a game changer. Yeah, I don't know why people don't think. I think it's where they think they sound robotic or they think they sound like whatever, but you you sound that way because you haven't practiced it enough. Yep, exactly. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, I I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Love having a syndicate, dude. I love that you're an undertaker. And um, yeah, Yeah. I I see big things coming for you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I think that uh, it's been, you know, a godsend meeting you. I know you're, you know, you're a brother in the faith too. So it's just like, we have a lot in common. And I think that again, like going back to what I said earlier, finding that, that, 
you know, mentorship in that group that you can plug into has been the game changer for me. So, um, I know we're going to meet up here in November. I'm excited to do that and get dinner and talk shop. So yeah, man, now I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah. I think about a month away. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sweet deal, man. Well, they, thanks again, everybody who listened. I uh, appreciate you guys. And uh, if you guys had any questions, make sure to drop them and we'll come back and get an answer for you. A quick announcement for everyone. Our next meetup, the Real Estate Wholesaling Syndicate meetup is going down San Antonio, November 8th from 6 to 9 p.m. You're not going to want to miss this one. we got a badass lineup of speakers, including Uncle Charles, Logan Fulmer, and Travis Wells, and myself. Don't miss this one. Uh, make sure you go and grab your tickets now. Just go to wholesalingsyndicate.com to grab your tickets. Again, that's wholesalingsyndicate.com. And I put together a surprise for all the listeners for the podcast. So just make sure to type in promo code syndicate. Again, that's promo code syndicate to get your free gift.